Hey everybody, this is Curtis Lane. You know that this week's episode is brought to you by Hinge. Hinge is the dating app that is designed to be deleted. What you have to do is download the app, find love, and then delete the app. It really is that simple. You may be trying other dating apps, but Hinge allows people to provide feedback on their dates in a way that will let you know maybe if there's a diamond in the rough. Don't take our word for it. Download it today and give it a try. I'm sure you'll find much success. Thank you and have a great day. She won't get married because she's never been in love. Andy's really hot. And don't get me wrong, you're cute too, but Andy is like cut from Marvel. He's gorgeous. He's like this beautiful face and this incredible body. And I genuinely don't care that he's kind of lame. For a lot of people, love isn't just a slogan. And if he hits you again, you tell me. I'd be forced to knock his teeth out. I don't think that would be such a good idea. He's big. I'm sorry. It's written into my character to do it, so I do it. What do you mean love? You mean a big lightning bolt to the heart where you can't eat and you can't work and you just run off and get married and make babies. Wait, wait, wait. Don't leave. Don't leave, please. I could use your help. Take this quarter. Go downtown and have a rat gnaw that thing off your face. Good day to you, madam. Have you been single for far too long? Are you out of touch with the dating game? Regardless of your plight, we're here to help. Put your hands together for the crew of the Nerds in Love podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Nerds in Love podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD. You can find her over at stephaniesarkis.com. And as a reminder, this uh, podcast is not a substitute for mental health treatment. I haven't said that in a while. I wanted to make sure I reminded myself to say it. But how are you today, Steph? I'm great. How are you? I'm oh, doing great. Thanks. It's uh, nearing in on Christmas. So, you know. Uh, getting to be oh, that you had Thanksgiving year. already. Yeah, yeah, we have ours in like early October, so. Okay, because I was like, you're just totally passing up a holiday, but you already have it, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah, I guess you guys have Thanksgiving what this coming Thursday, right? Yep. Fun. And I'm the kind of person I don't put out the Christmas decorations till after Thanksgiving's over because Thanksgiving's my favorite holidays. Yeah. And it's you know it needs a place on its own. I so, was like, but I was like, what are you about to? But... I was like Thanksgiving You're too. Like, it's, it's the idea that it's like it's just people come together. It's very simple compared to like some of the other, you know, things where it's like food. Yeah, it's food. Yeah, you know, who can go wrong with food? Whereas you, when you go right. for Christmas, it's like you gotta get gifts. You gotta do all this other stuff. There's a right. whole lot more. Just work. you just show up with food. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy. Yeah, beats that. Yeah. Right. Right. Um. But uh, yeah, I guess we we were gonna do a Mad Mad podcast, and then we both just decided we were both way too busy for that so yep. we're sticking with words and nerds and love and you know we're not going to do it regularly you know we'll do it when whenever there's no set, set, set schedule right. for it basically so i, I don't want to say come back in two weeks sorry mm-hmm. and which makes it even more fun you never know we're gonna put an episode out yes exactly who knows when an episode will drop it's kind of like a present mm-hmm. uh a present of mental <laughs> Well, not mental health treatment or advice, but, you know, our, our at least pop version of it to some degree. But, um, yeah. 
So I decided to put it out there just because I figure some people might hear this and go, oh, next week there will be another episode or something. And I was like, no, nope. no, no, no problem. We're going to small those though, you know? Yeah. Well, and sometimes it's it's better because I think we all we both agreed that when we were doing it before, it was like it was a lot of repetition in the questions and all that. And it was just like because I mean, let's let's be you know honest that there's a lot of the same questions that that everybody encounters in dating. Yeah. Like, what should you wear? How do you know somebody's interested? That kind of stuff. Yeah. And we would probably get like one or two that were really like high quality, like oh wow, this is really interesting kind of emails, but the rest like, were thought provoking. Like, yeah, we're that doesn't mean the other questions aren't important. It's just that that you know we want to get to ones that maybe there's a person out there going through the same thing. Yeah, and they haven't. They don't feel like anyone's going to understand. Yeah, and I saved episodes where we we had talked about like certain things, like the what to wear on a date, or you know what to do if you think a barista likes you. Just some like, really common ones that you know if you email, I'll just send you a link to that and say we answered to this one. And it's still a very mm -hmm. relevant answer. So, oh, that's um, nice. You give people links. Yeah, that's good of you. Because it's like your answer is there. It's just maybe you know you don't mm -hmm. quite know where to find it. So, but mm -hmm. I'll like right. send it send it in mailbag or three hundred notes dot com. Uh, I I very often can just send you a link to it. You can hear what we have. Yeah, Thanks. Like, so. I'll point you the right direction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um. So yeah, let's hop into it. It's been a while. Uh. Riley starts us off, says, nerds, back in 2020, during the midst of COVID, I moved in with a guy I was dating, and in no short time, I got pregnant. I gave birth to a beautiful baby girl. I am fairly certain that I'm going to be with this partner for the rest of my life. But then he keeps asking me to marry him, and with no effort or style, uh, I, he asked me on the couch after dinner, or another time we were eating Wendy's drive through in a parking lot. Am I wrong for thinking that even though we have a child together, he should put some effort into the proposal? Riley, um, I don't know. I, I, I have mixed opinions on this because I think the mm -hmm. proposal everyone's a little different. In some cases, one partner might think it's inconsequential; others may think it is consequential. In this case, mm -hmm. you think it's it's important, and in that sense, I would say yes. There probably should be some effort put into it. I, I don't think for everybody they're going to all want a super crazy insane proposal uh but you know i i do think that if you at least want that effort to be made you should at least get that that's that's my opinion but what do you think steph i think we've talked before about on the gilmore girls podcast you know, friday night dinner yes. that grand gestures like lorelei who had a thousand flowers delivered to her work that's a red flag a grand gesture is a red flag so if you have someone that is doing a very public proposal especially when it really hasn't been talked about that much in your relationship is a very like performative act where you're trying to show people how much you care about this person. And it's not about the person. It's about your, the perception that you are getting from it, right? That what feedback you're getting. But I think if it is important to you, let them know, but it also, I'd want to know the context has happened. Were you guys watching a movie that meant a lot to him and he asked you or, have you had discussions about getting married before? I would want to know all those things. Yeah. Um, you know, what, um, it might be that he just doesn't, he's not on the same page with that as you. It may not mean that he doesn't want to get married. It's just that he just has a different way of going about it. And my guess is this may also, 
happen in other areas of your relationship too. Like one of you is very different in something than the other, which is is common in relationships. But uh, is it are your needs getting met in this relationship? Yeah. Because usually, if it's a relationship where two people are on the same page, whatever way that the engagement happens, they're kind of good with it. So it makes me wonder if maybe there's something, some other need that's not getting met in the relationship. Maybe it's a sign of a bigger incompatibility. But yeah, yeah, why not talk about it? Yeah. But I, I would kind of run through or practice what you're going to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not sure how one would go about doing that without somebody feeling pressured. Um, but, you know, I bet you could come up with a way to bring it up and just say, you know, when I, when I got engaged, I, I wanted it to be like, you know, an event or something. But this may not be, if you want like a big public display, this may not be a guy that's comfortable with that. Yeah. And that needs to be okay with you. If not, then maybe you don't get married. Yeah. I think too, yeah, I agree that like, yeah, some people are just going to be different in terms of like what they're comfortable with. You know, it sounds like this guy doesn't really, at least so far, is in nothing public or grand gestury. But then it doesn't have to be either. Like even like I would argue like if you're, you know, from what it sounds like this guy's doing, like maybe even like just making a nice meal and setting the mood at mm-hmm. home would be, you know, probably better than eating Wendy's drive through and proposing there. I mean, I, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. And, you know, might even be worth just like maybe say something to a friend of his that then tells him like, maybe if you don't want to tell him direct, maybe have it go through the grapevine. Someone else can tell him like, hey, do you think maybe Riley might want a better proposal than a Wendy's drive through So... And, and also, I think social media has a role in this, too, is that the stuff we see on social media are, like, big, you know, displays of, um, you know, like, the grand gestures. Mm-hmm. That's not typical. Yeah. So keep that in mind that, that what we've seen online is kind of not what most people do. But again, if you want, if something's important enough to you, you bring it up to your partner, and then you have a talk about it. Mm-hmm. And if you're on the same page, it's better to know now. But my guess is there's some other areas that you have some incompatibilities in besides mm. this. And I also feel, too, like it's also, you could also propose yourself, too. You know, that's also a possibility, mm-hmm. too, if that's something mm-hmm. you're comfortable with. Right. You know, because yeah, nowadays. Yeah, the way that you would want to be proposed to. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah, like, it, that's, you know, I guess in my mind, I'm like, you know, I think nowadays we, we're in a progressive society where it doesn't have, just have to be the male partner that proposes. Mm-hmm. It could be the woman as well. So mm-hmm. something to keep in mind too. If you want to do it, you could just do it your way. And, you know, that way right. you're, you can propose in the way that you want. And, you know, just something to keep in mind. I'm not saying that that would always necessarily work in every case. I'm not even going to work in this one, mm-hmm. but something to consider at least. Right. Cool. Uh, did you want to read Henrietta's email? Sure. Henrietta says, there's some dating this guy who I love and get along with, but my friends and family don't always drive with him. He has some OCD tendencies, and this is grating for some. I can handle people's comments on occasion, but it now has me worrying that maybe I'm with the wrong person. Um, Henrietta, what what do you think about him? Um, I think that if you have someone that's criticizing someone that you're dating, I depending on you know how long I've been dating that person, I probably tolerate that very well. Uh, there's a difference between hey, I have some concerns about the relationship, and wow, this guy, you know, I don't know about him. If they're doing anything like making fun of his disability, then you have to really look at, um, you know, why you would be listening to people that are 
are being that way. Um, you know, if he's trying, if he's trying to, to work on his issues, you know, that's something else. And so I, I don't know if you're maybe putting too much emphasis maybe on what they are saying. And, and I would look at why is their opinion so important to you? Again, there's a difference between someone saying, Hey, I'm concerned about you in this relationship and someone kind of almost like making fun of, um, making fun of the person. Again, it comes down to, do you have a good time with this person? Everybody's got something, whether it's OCD, depression, diabetes, whatever it is. Yeah. But how do you feel when you're around them? Does he make you want to be a better person? Do you feel like um, like you're a good fit? Yeah. What, what are your thoughts? I guess, like, my big thing is, like, is this something that they these friends are just now starting to do, or have they done this before? Because if this is something that they oh, have yeah. a history of, where they've just been critical mm-hmm. of people in the past, and this is just... Mm-hmm. another notch in the belt so to speak i guess i would really wonder how much value there is in that um they have being, your best interests in mind yeah and like sometimes people just get critical and they just keep on that path of being critical and it's hard for them to get off mm-hmm. so right. i guess that's the big thing kind of the tough thing to ascertain from this is like is this something they've done with your previous partners or not if if it is mm-hmm. i would you know question you you say you love this person so your your feelings for them are not in doubt. I think maybe it's a lack of self confidence on your part to mm-hmm. you know say to your friends like, no, I really like this person. Stand um, up for this person, yeah. Yeah, and I, so I don't you know I don't think this really is an issue of do you like this person or not because clearly you say you love this person. So hypothetically, I don't think that should be an issue. I I think you just have to learn to say to your friends like, hey, this is the person I like being with, and you know. It, it, it's working like for me and it doesn't have to work for everybody else but it has to work for me um you know just comes down to self-confidence and just having the confidence to kind of stand up for your yourself and for your partner and i think that is an important thing to do because you know sure people might have concerns valid or not but you know if you think they're invalid you should be able to stand up for your partner that should just be something that everybody should be able to do um and OCD is a disability. I mean, would you tolerate if they were bringing up stuff about him having diabetes? Yeah, exactly. Probably not, right? So, so mm-hmm. how is OCD any different? Yeah. But again, you know, if you feel like like his OCD is causing problems in your relationship and he isn't getting help, then maybe that's a conversation you need to have. Uh, but again, you know, you need to do that in a in a kind, loving way. Yeah. Uh, but and I also wonder too. You know, sometimes there are friends that just whenever you're happy, they they want to kind of break that down. So like Kurt said, you know, I'd wonder, which is a really good question. Have they done this before? Yeah. Is this something when you meet somebody that you like that they kind of jump in and go, oh, I don't think this person is good for you. And there's a difference between someone wanting to protect you and feel like there's not somebody good enough for you. And then there's someone that tries to purposely break down your relationship so that you're continually single. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I would never tolerate someone making fun of a partner's disability ever. No, I mean, that's just not cool. Uh, that's just beyond. Yeah. yeah. So. So. Yeah, I think it's time, Henry. You stand up to your your friends and and tell them, you know, what you really feel. And I mean, if you can't do that, then I don't think you're. I don't think, you know you have some big concerns there with this relationship if that's something that you have trouble doing because 
this probably would not be the first or last time that you're going to have to stand up for your relationship. So, you know, and if not... you say to your friends, this is not a topic I'm willing to talk about and they continue to push the issue, then those friends aren't respecting your boundaries and you may have to look at, you know, is this a healthy friendship for me? Yeah. All right. Well, next email is from Hunter. He says, Nerds, I'm a 28-year-old man from Austin, Texas. I started dating this girl, 26, around four months ago. She's smart and funny and is amazing looks-wise. She wants a career in stand-up comedy, and she uh, sometimes gets gigs, but it's nothing steady. She's barely making enough for rent, and when we go out, she's always asking me to flip the bill. At first, I thought this was temporary, but I'm seeing it's a trend now. I'm worried that it's going to be hard to have a decent life with someone who doesn't work most of the time what should i do hunter uh communication big thing always communicate with this person i mean have you tried raising your concerns with them uh do they have a plan you know because if this is just a mild little rope bump in their plan you know maybe it might be worth sticking around for if they say well i don't know or i i haven't really thought about it then yeah you probably need to escalate this into maybe making a decision on whether you want to be with this person or not but i would say that at least for me that does kind of seem like a red flag that this person isn't working that much and you know i understand that people want to do stand-up comedy and stuff like that but at least from what i know from people who do stand-up comedy most of them will have other jobs that they do to sustain themselves mm -hmm. while they do that stand-up right. comedy so i guess my question is is why can't she do that you know where most people are doing that just because Again, mm -hmm. it's kind of hard to do something like stand-up comedy and make a steady living. So, yeah. Yeah, and and it, like like you said, you know, people that do have another career that's starting up, they usually work another job because you know there are bills to pay, mm -hmm. and it might be that you just have different ideas of fiscal responsibility. Some people are okay with you know just kind of getting by with just paying the bills, just having some left over for some things. Um, other people want to plan for the future. So it just may be that this isn't a good match. But again, yeah, something you have to talk about. And, and yeah, if you talk to somebody about something, you run the risk of it not working out. Uh, but better to know now than down the road mm. and that resentment builds because you're paying for things and you're not talking about it. Exactly. Okay. Uh, did you want to read Cole's email? Sure. Cole says, Nurse, my partner and I have been dating for a year. And recently they asked if I could share my location with them. I don't have anything to hide, but to me it seems weird to share my location at every given moment with my partner. For context, because I know you two will want to know my partner, has some history of people cheating on them and seems to have some residual trust issues, so I'm thinking that's a part of it. Am I overthinking this or I should stick up for myself? Cole, I think either way you feel about it, it's okay. Some people feel comfortable with that, some people don't, but you have a right to whatever feeling you do have about it. Um, your partner's issues of trust based on the previous relationships are, are not your issue. That's something that may, they may need to talk to somebody about, uh, but it's not up to you to fix it. And if you don't feel comfortable sharing your location, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you know, when I'm, I'm older than Kurt and you know, we didn't have sharing location when, when yeah. I was dating. So um, you know, it's one of those things that if you don't feel comfortable, don't do it. Mm -hmm. Because eventually it's gonna come out that you don't feel comfortable doing it, it always does. So. Uh, and it might be, you know, if they're doing it because, you know, I'm concerned that you're going to cheat on me, that's not really an acceptable reason to do follow. I could see yeah. if you have kids or if you, um, if your partner has a high risk profession, like firefighter or something that you would want to leave the tracking feature on. 
but if you've been dating for a year that's that kind of thing where well is it because you want to know like um you know are they safe at their job or is it because of their concern you're gonna cheat on them because people can still cheat even with their location finder on yeah right so you know it's it's one of those things that you know why is it happening and maybe there's another issue that needs to be worked on here and again it's not your job to fix your your uh person's um you know issues from past relationships uh, but you can support them and go hey you know i don't really i'm philosophically like kind of i'm not into that but um but if it's really bothering you maybe it's something that you know we can talk to somebody about or you can talk to somebody about because again you're not obligated to share your location and that doesn't mean you're going to cheat so if your partner tries to gaslight you and say you know you don't want to turn on because you're going to cheat on me then that's not acceptable you shouldn't be bullied into doing it what are your thoughts yeah i mean on a personal level just situation aside i'm not a big fan of the share my location thing just because it's like it just screams trust issues and mm-hmm. i mean i'm sure for some people it's totally fine to do something like that but to me i guess i have some concerns of like why is it so important that you, you have to share your location like Steph said there's some instances where it would be valid but i would say in most cases in a lot of cases it's probably not really valid unless you have those trust issues and again Trust issues from a previous relationship shouldn't hinder your current relationship. That's something that people should have worked on and maybe worked on healing on that before they moved on to a relationship, which sounds like wasn't the case in this relationship. So, um, yeah, I mean, I guess it also matters to, you know, you, you seem even a little unsure, like, am I overthinking this or should I stick up for myself? Like I, you have to really decide like, if you do this and you're and you concede i don't mean that in a bad way but like let's you let this person track your location is it really something that's you know bothering you that much i mean for me it would bother me because i just think that there's not much reason why anybody would need to track your every given location um but some people might be okay with that so i guess you should you know think if it's really worth you know taking this to your partner and saying i don't want to do this and that's really tough to say because it's like is that is that a fight not really a fight but is that a conversation that you're willing to have and not everyone's going to be willing to want to have that conversation um but i do think that there is a lot of issues here behind that and i do think that you know you should maybe start to think on what else might come from this too because it might not just be this it might be other things too right like you know, are they going to ask to see bank statements? Or are they going to ask to, uh, you know, get references from people you work with? Like, mm-hmm. I just wonder where where this stops, right? And I guess that's another right. issue I potentially have with this, too. It's like, if you share your location, sure, maybe on a one-off chance right. it's not so bad for you. But what other, what are you allowing when you allow somebody to do that, too, is, is a concern and, I might have, and- too. And there's resentment that can build if you don't talk about it and you do share your location. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's one of those things that's a slippery slope. Like yeah. when we talk about like emotionally abusive relationships, this can lead to somebody wanting to check your messages and saying, well, you know, I'm concerned about you cheating on me. And, and again, that's something for them to work out. And if you don't want to share your location, you have every right not to share your location and make sure that you don't want somebody bully you into doing it if you don't feel it's okay. 
Yeah. But I would say for most general cases, unless you're in a case where it's absolutely necessary for the safety of your partner and for you to know where they are, it's not necessary. You, you, you don't need to know. And like Steph said, you know, when for a lot of her life, you didn't get to share your location with someone. For most of my life, you didn't get to share your location with somebody. You know, we all did relatively okay. So it's life will go on if you still know where your partner is at every given moment. That does take some courage to say, I don't want to do that, mm-hmm. especially if your partner is maybe pressuring you. But if you're in a relationship where somebody's pressuring you to do it, then you really have to look at how healthy is your relationship. Yeah. And you're not responsible for someone else's insecurities from a previous relationship. Mm-hmm. Okay. And next question is from Jenny. She has a question, well, not really about her own direct relationship, but an indirect one. Uh, she says, uh, nerds, I'm single and happily so, but my childhood best friend started dating a quote-unquote burner. And in that sense, I mean a person who goes to Burning Man. This girl does uh, a lot of, or a fair amount of drugs. And recently I met them both for drinks and they were very high. Broke my heart to see my friend with someone who is dragging him down like this. Any advice for how to tackle this to get my friend, my regular friend back? Oh, this is a tough one. Uh, just because you get into drug abuse and interventions and stuff like that. I mean, this one's tough, but I I think probably, you know, without saying like this should probably go to people who are more better equipped to handle drug abuse, I would say probably making some distance is probably at least, you know, for what you can do for this is probably, I would think the best thing to do, but I don't know. What do you think, Steph? I think that this is this person's business to the extent that you cannot make somebody get help. And you can say, though, that I'm concerned about some of the things I've been seeing and I want to make sure that you're healthy and you're taking care of yourself. And it may be that you choose that as long as this person's high, you can't hang out with them. And it's a tough decision to make, but you also don't want to enable the behavior. Nor are you going to be successful at telling the person, I don't think you should be dating this person because you get high with them. Um, Again, somebody's not going to do something unless they want to. So your choices are to either distance yourself from the person or say that you're concerned or both. But you can't make somebody get help. Yeah. And that's kind of the tough thing. That's why this is such a loaded thing to answer because it's like there's a lot that goes beyond this and it's tough to kind of be in that position because I'm sure you want to be more directly involved with it, but it's, it's not always possible. So. And yeah, people aren't going to quit unless they want to quit. And also I would maybe watch putting the focus on who he's with because he is choosing to engage this behavior. Yeah. She's not forcing him to, I mean, that would be a whole other thing if she's forcing him to. But it sounds like he's doing this with his own free will. So, again, this is something that he's deciding to do. And you can support, but you can't fix. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, did you want to read Sarah's email? Sure. Sarah says, Nerds, I recently started dating a guy who's fantastic in many ways, except for one glaring exception. He has helped me when my mom was sick. He's picked me up at work, even though he lives 45 minutes away. He regularly pampers me well and treats me well. However, recently we went Christmas shopping and I wanted to go into a store, but he said he wanted to go to another store 
and I asked him to come in, but you can tell he didn't want to. Well, as we are in a store, in the store, a security guard tells him that he is banned from the store for theft, and he has to leave immediately. He claims that it was mistaken identity, but I don't believe him considering how uneasy he was. I'm conflicted as to whether I should leave him or stay with him. Based on what I'm telling you, what would you do? Sarah, the, the biggest thing that stuck out to me is actually he didn't level with you when, I mean, you feel like he may have lied about what happened. And if the guard is noticing him at this age, you know, identify or matching a description of someone that stole something, it must have been pretty recent. I mean, this isn't something like he was like 16. Actually, I don't know how old you are. Um, but it's not like it was something like when he was young mm-hmm. and they're, you know, catching him. Do you know what I mean? So if they're, yeah. if they're noticing his age now, it must have been fairly recent. But it sounds yes. like, you know, he's not leveling with you. And to me, that's the bigger issue. And it may be, you know, that he's concerned about rejection. But you can you can be with people that treat you well that, that don't have this kind of history and, and will level with you about past stuff. But, you know, again, that's the bigger issue is that he, that at that point, he maybe should have come clean and told you what was going on. Uh, if it's mistaken identity, then, then, you know, it's possible that if that's true, then I'd probably be getting an attorney. And, and you can get pro bono, no charge attorneys. So if it's mistaken identity, I probably want to get that resolved really quickly. Um, but you feel like your gut tells you that there's something else to this. And I, I say that your gut is usually on target 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. So that's the bigger issue to me. Yeah. So why is he not coming clean when he's kind of been busted for this um, by you and through the incidents? Um, and and again, you know, he's done these great things, but you can also find another person that does those great things. Yeah. So what do you think? I mean, there's a lot of different ways you could tackle this. Obviously, yeah, he was not upfront about it. And even when you saw that he was, you know, told that he was banned from the store, uh, you know, nowadays with cameras and facial recognition software and stuff like that, like it's very easy to get a very spot on. So I kind of don't think it would be a case of mistaken identity. I mean, sure, there's a possibility, but I would say probably a very rare one. Uh, I think the the issue here too is that like. He, he wanted to go to a different store. He didn't want to go into that store. So that tells me he knew he was banned. Uh, you know, he didn't tell you, oh, I can't go in here because of this or that. And if it was, you know, let's say he is, I don't know, let's say as an example, he's 30 and he stole something when he was 16. You know, you could probably say, well, I, I didn't know better, but I know better now. Something like that, right? Mm-hmm. But the fact is, is he didn't want to go into the store and then yet he still did and it's like well if you knew you were banned from the store why did you go in there um i mean it could be shame and yeah. guilt but still it's probably something you need to share with your partner at that point yes and i think he's just not really being honest with himself and being honest with you and mm-hmm. i mean it also you, you know, at least from where I read, you know, he says he pampers you well. Well, who's to say he's paid for that, right? You know, if he gets you a nice sweater, who's to say he didn't steal that, right? Mm. I guess for me, it instills a lot of doubt of, like, if he's doing this, what else is he doing? And the fact that, he, you know, at least in my opinion, I wouldn't be able to trust somebody after that. I would have a hard time keeping a relationship with someone that I don't trust like that. So, 
yeah, it's it's tough. But I mean, you're asking on whether you should leave or stay with him. I mean, the fact that you're conflicted about it uh, in this case, I would say, I, I think it may be best to leave because mm-hmm. you just. It's going to be really hard to rebuild that trust and it's going to take a lot of effort. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you want to put in that effort and you think that it's going to be worth it, sure. But mm-hmm. I personally, from what I'm seeing, I don't think that would be, I don't think it would be worth it. I think it would be better mm-hmm. off to find somebody else who you can build a trusting relationship with. And the fact that he helps you and your mom's sick, I mean, that's what we're supposed to do for each other yeah. when we care about somebody. That's being a decent human being. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's a really good thing. But again, it's not something that's unique to him. There are other people that can be just as caring. Also, I wonder if that's something that he's lauded over uh, Sarah in the past, too. Because the fact Uh, that she mentions it, it's like, I don't know. The fact she mentions it tells me that maybe he's mentioned that before as like a positive in his corner of the past. Or Sarah, that you may have, this is the first time that someone you know has been like that. And that... And, and I would say that that's something that you should get used to as someone helping when your mom's sick or someone, you know, driving out of their way. Cause that's what we do for each other. We care about each other. Yeah. That doesn't mean your partner isn't the right to say no sometimes, but we help each other when, when we're having issues like a sick parent, that's what a healthy relationship is. Mm-hmm. And he also may be compensating for the fact that he knew that something was coming down the pike, too. Yeah. But uh, either way, it, this, is, this is a tough decision to make, but mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it really comes down I to, do, do you think you can trust this person again? Sorry. Yeah, I mean, in an ideal world, he would have said to you when he started dating and was getting serious, he's like, by the way, you know, I got to share something with you that's embarrassing and I got to tell you this thing. That would have been appropriate. Mm-hmm. not to wait until you know like he put himself in a situation where it was going to come out and yeah. that's usually what happens with cases like this when you don't talk about it with your partner it's going to come out yeah so yeah, yeah. i mean there's a lot of trust issues to overcome here mm-hmm. but uh yeah it's a tough decision to make and you know i i think mm-hmm. the thing that always sucks about these situations is you probably have a very positive relationship up until this point but then something like this mm-hmm. just throws everything into doubt and then you have to start to wonder if right. you want to be going through all that so mm-hmm. yeah and again what else what are they not telling you you because mm-hmm. there's the thing of you know someone kind of comes clean with you and they tell you something well are they telling you part of it mm-hmm. to kind of keep you like sated and satisfied with the answer or or is there more stuff that's going on yeah. Because, you know, sometimes people will give, like, you know, little bits and pieces enough to, for to feel like you've gotten the story when there's so much more behind it. Mm-hmm. I'm also kind of curious what kind of store it was, too. Like, was it a grocery store? And he, yeah. and I guess it wasn't a grocery store because it was Christmas shopping. But, you know, it might have been that he was in a situation where he felt like he had no avenues to turn to and so he stole like to to get food i mean there's strange between that and then stealing something because you are you know getting a high from stealing it or you're selling it to make money or whatever else you know so so if you are willing to listen to what happened it would be good to maybe find out the motivations behind it if you're willing to entertain listening to him about it but again the fact that he wasn't clean about it even though he was caught is a concern yeah but 
Yeah, I think it's a tough decision to make on what you want to do next, mm -hmm. but best of luck in making it. But you it. can't find someone else that treats you well, too. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't, you don't have to feel like you have to work with this one person. So. Mm -hmm. But I can understand, too, it's scary to go and see what else is out there, right? But, mm -hmm. um, but you also don't want to stay with someone that you can't trust. I mean, once that's gone, it's really hard to recover that. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's it for this episode of Nerds and Love. Hopefully it was worth the wait. I think it was. Of course. Awesome. Well, like I said, no real set time on when we're going to uh, do another one of these, but uh, keep your eyes on your inbox, I guess, or... Actually, I think that nowadays with uh, Spotify, you, you can ding for notifications, so it'll actually give you a notification when a new episode drops. Did you just so. say notifications? Is that is that what you call them? Because that's amazing. I thought I said notifications, but I might have said notifications. I like notifications. I like it, too. I like that. Yeah. We'll just go with it. Um, but yeah, you can click that, click the bell on Spotify, because I've had some people ask, like, well, if I don't know when you're going to drop a new episode, how do I know? So, well, that's probably the best way to do it, so... Well, until next time, everybody, bye for now. Bye.